What's up, everybody? I am Travesty. The Freak Joe. And guys, welcome to the final episode of the 2020 This Freaky Show series. We are wrapping up this month-long celebration of Halloween, bringing you yet another uh, episode uh, that celebrates Halloween. Kind of self-explanatory, I guess, in the intro. Um, before we dive into it, uh, I just want to remind you guys that uh, this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Go to BallWash.com, check out all their amazing merchandise they got there. They got uh, products uh, for not only your uh, your genitals, but also for your hair, shampoo and conditioner. They got uh, body wash for the entire body, everything beyond the genitals uh, and hair. They also have boxers where you can cover up your genitals. They have a uh, a nice uh, on-the-go kind of uh, wipes where you kind of like, you know, scrub your uh, the stinky parts of your body. Uh, bunch of different things. Hand sanitizer and shit. They got so much stuff there at ballwash.com. Fill up your cart with the products. Go to checkout. Type in FreakNet in the promos code and it'll save you 15% on your entire order. I wouldn't lie to you guys. It's a good product. I use it. I enjoy it. They got a they got a lotion that uh you could rub on uh you know your uh your areas. Uh I prefer like you know the thighs cuz I do walk around a lot and I'm a big guy. So I got I don't got really that thigh gap that people seem to appreciate which you know who really does nowadays. Yeah, the trick um, to that is you just got to lean forward when you take the picture. <laughs> Perfect. I'll keep that in mind, man. Yeah. But there is a lotion that you can apply to yourself, and within 30 seconds, it starts to dry as if you were putting on baby powder. It's absolutely amazing. It's awesome. It's uh, mess-free, so it's pretty cool. Uh, so go ahead and check out BallWash.com. Check out their amazing products and everything. Again, use the promo code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, at checkout. Save yourself 15% on your entire order. That's right, BallWash.com, guys. From head to toe, from hole to pole, when it comes to your sack, they got your back. Nice. Thanks, man. Nice. That last bit's new, I think. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm trying to, like, merge shit together to kind of sound like a little jingle at the end. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks. Thanks, bud. This freaky show is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you need a scary story to get you through this Halloween season, head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and get yourself a free 30-day free trial and a credit toward the purchase of your first audiobook. You can find it. Uh, I got interrupted by Siri on my iPad back there. That's weird. You probably can't hear it, but I can, and it was very distracting. She was probably excited about the idea of uh, reading uh, books. Absolutely. absolutely. Got to be. I mean, who yeah. isn't? You know, who isn't excited for that? Right. Well, and especially if you're if you're a digital assistant, mm-hmm. uh, you definitely want a voice like an audiobook reader. Anyway, if there were an audiobook that I might recommend to uh, help make this Halloween the scariest it could be, I head over to audibletrial.com/freaknet and pick myself up a copy of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. So much yes. Easily, easily one of the most frightening books of my childhood. And definitely, I assume, holds up. So head on over, audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Get yourself a free 30-day trial. Get yourself that book. It'll be so good. Do it now. Do it.
Joe, we are wrapping up uh, this week's show. We are. This is uh, the last episode for 2020. Um, guys, uh, beyond the fact that uh, we have released uh, episodes here, uh, I'm the uh, podcast, the audible version of uh, our um, our fun that we do. Um, keep in mind that uh, the cemetery tours are wrapping up this week as well. Now, we did eight cemeteries uh, over the summer where me and uh, the Freak Joe went and uh, toured some Illinois cemeteries. Um, seven of them have already been released as uh, Resurrection Cemetery. Episode 7 was released today, day of recording. Uh, Bachelor's Grove will be uh, the final episode of the series, and that will be released Friday the 30th, the day before Halloween. Make sure you head over to YouTube, search FreakNet Studios, find our channel, make sure you subscribe to it, hit the notification bell, and uh, enjoy uh, the entire playlist of all eight episodes of all the cemeteries that we went and visited. Um, Joe, uh, you know, you, you've seen the videos, you've, uh, you were, I mean, you were present when we did it and everything. Um, what, what's your, what's your overall feedback, your overall thought and feeling about, uh, about, you know, what we did, how we did it and everything. Is there something you would change and stuff like that? I really enjoyed it. I, I really had a lot of fun, uh, traveling the, uh, the state really mm-hmm. and, um, checking out the history of these places and looking at the different styles of, of tombstones and, uh, encountering the random people and animals that we encountered. Um, if I were to change anything, I think, uh, it would really, the only thing I would change is our microphone setup so that we were a little bit more clear. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, I, I'd get a gimbal to, uh, to stabilize the, uh, the camera. Yeah. Just for, for some stability. But other than that, I mean, at, at, for a first, for a first real foray into, uh, to field reporting, so to speak, I thought it was really good and I'm really proud of what we did and, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that, and that was, that was one of the biggest things too is like, you know, especially like, you know, because the whole vlog and YouTube concept and everything is, a, is different for me. I, I don't know how different it is for you. Uh, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm used to doing like the audio content stuff. I dabbled a little bit with like the video, like with JFW when we released the video versions of our podcast, but it's a stationary camera. We're all talking to the Yeti at the uh, table. This was a little bit different because, you know, I'm not used to, you know, walking around, you know, places with camcorders and everything like that because it's just not my thing. So, um, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think as we look to the future, as we look to next October and everything, uh, just figuring out the equipment that we're missing that we do need, um, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, quite possibly, you know, like there, there has been, you know, outreach, uh, to at least me uh, about people who are interested in what we did and wanted to even be a part, you know, participate in it next year. So, so maybe we could even find someone who could kind of like, you know, control the camera and stuff like that. For us, you know, and the next time we do this. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Yeah, so um it's a lot of fun, guys. Hope you check it out. Hope you enjoyed. The videos aren't that long. They average somewhere between like seven and twelve minutes. Resurrection Cemetery, I do believe, is about a I want to say it's a seventeen minute long video. It is the longest one, but that's just because Resurrection Cemetery is so huge. Huge. So um Make sure you check them all out. I hope you guys do. I hope you like them. And if you do like them, please give them a thumbs up. And like I said, subscribe. You know, it helps us. And there's going to be more content uh, uploaded onto the channel as we move forward. Because me and uh, Cartoon Joe and uh, the fake Joe, we 
we like collaborating and stuff like that. I mean, we we did a Portillo's eating uh, uh, ranking uh, about a couple months ago. We had fun doing that. Mm-hmm. So we'll do more stuff like that and everything. And he said, it's, it's building content for our listeners, for our viewers, and everything. And um, if you guys have an, a, a you know like you know a suggestion on what you want us to do, you know, just send us some you know send us you know some suggestions and stuff and what you want us to do. You know, you can email us at thisfreakingshowyahoo.com or you can message us on Facebook because they. You know, I see a lot of people doing videos about this. Why don't you try doing that and shit like that? And maybe we'll look into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're open-minded to an extent. True. Yep. Also, guys, uh, next week, uh, five years, this freaking show would uh, would be uh, out there to the world. So I think November 5th, uh, 2015 is when we released our first episode. Wow. So... Um, I'm excited for that too. Again, we mentioned it before. Uh, we do have a big thing coming up for next season that we're going to reveal next week on, uh, the five year episode podcast. So, um, I'm excited for that. I'm trying to get everything figured out with it. As far as I know, Awkward Colin should be on it. Uh, we're going to see if we get a couple other of our friends and stuff who have been a part of our podcast for the last five years on the show as well with us. Uh, so trying to figure out what we're going to do, but whatever it is, it'll just be nice to kind of like at least get the, uh, the main three back together, you know, with awkward con kind of catching up with him and seeing how well his, uh, his coughing and sniffing has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, we're going to wrap up, uh, this, uh, this, uh, celebration of Halloween, uh, again with one of our, uh, uh, fun little games. Uh, we got a shit or treat coming up here. Um, nice. I haven't explained nice. it to you yet, so it'll be fun as you figure out what we're going to do as soon as I tell you. But before we do any of that, what freaking happened this week, Joe? So, uh, this week in 1942, which is, uh, near, I mean, right in the middle, really, of, uh, of World War II. Mm-hmm. A true horror story for me, if I had lived back then, or if it were to happen now, was announced. On the 28th of October, 1942, it was announced that the USA would have to begin coffee rationing. Terrible. God damn it, Jim. Terrible to support support the the war effort. (laughs) Luckily, it didn't happen. It didn't go into effect until November 28th. Uh, every family was allotted one pound of coffee for every five weeks. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, that's about actually what I go through and about how fast I go through it. But just me personally, though. If I had to share with my wife, it goes down. Wow. But, yeah. So that was a thing. That was a thing. Good thing you didn't live in that time, Joe. I know. I know. What about you? What what uh what happened? Well, <clears throat> I went with uh something that's uh not near and dear to my heart, but uh in a, a, a more of a uh an interest in my life uh when it comes to like, you know, presidential elections and you know stuff like that. Uh something kind of related to what is happening beyond the fact that our 5-year episodes next week also election days next week. So, in October 29th, 1973, uh, Ted Kennedy drove a Volkswagen into the river 
I'm sorry. If Ted Kennedy drove a Volkswagen, he'd be president today. Uh, Volkswagen settles a lawsuit against the magazine National Lampoon for a piece captioned, If Ted Kennedy drove a Volkswagen, he'd be president today. The article was satire of a VW ad in reference to the Volkswagen's ability to float in the Chappaquiddick incident in which the U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy drove his car off a bridge. He swam to shore safely. However, his passenger, Mary Jo Copney, drowned in the car. Volkswagen sued National Lampoon for $30 million, but settled today for recalling unsold copies, removing the cartoon, and issuing an apology. Fantastic. Right. I remember, oh, God, I forget which, it was one of the podcast, uh, podcasts, they talked about this fucking situation, I just can't remember what the hell it was. But, uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that, like, he took a turn, a corner wrong or some shit, and fucking Kennedys have lived a life, man. Yep. Fucking Kennedys have lived quite the life. Well, <laughs> sure. Most of them. For That's whatever true. brief most period of them, Most of them did live. Yes. Anyways, Joe, we're gonna we're gonna play uh, shit or treat. Nice. But uh, we're going to uh, we're going to expand more on on at least this one because this is the last episode of the uh, freaky show uh, series. So why not make it a little more complicated? Sure. So what I have here is I have a list of the uh, most pow- uh most popular, if you will. Uh, quote unquote Halloween costumes right. per year, per year, going back to 1989 because I was born in 1989. But Joe, I also have a list here of uh, the best scary movie of every year. It goes back to 1960, but we're going to go to 1989. All right. So what I'm going to do here, Joe, is I'm going to give you uh, the name of the movie. And the costume that's popular for uh, a year. We're going to start with 1989. Okay. And we're going to uh, put that up against 1990. Very similar to what we did with the um, uh, the serial killers a couple weeks ago. All and right. very similar to what we did with uh, Derek's birthday celebration about current events. Gotcha. All right. So we're going to pair them up to each other. You pick the best one that moves forward, and we keep going all the way down to, I think, I think 2019. Maybe 2020 if they both have it. I haven't checked the really very bottom of this. I just got to 1989 because we need to get started. Perfect. Let's do it. Excellent. Okay, guys. It is shit or treat time. Uh, movies and costumes. <clears throat> all right, Joe. So for 1989, we start out with Batman as the costume of the year. Remembering how huge Batman was in the late 80s and early 90s, those movies were everywhere. Total classics, in fact, because of Michael Keaton will always be Batman. Some might debate that. I still think Val Kilmer. Ooh, yeah, nah. he was good. He was all right. I don't think he was really the best, though. Adam West, right? It's got to be Adam West. The original. Oh, yeah. The OG. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so pairing up with the Batman costume, 1989's uh, scary movie would be Pet Cemetery, An ancient burial ground uh, can bring back the dead, but will those resurrected ever truly be the same? One of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love the original. I started watching the remake. Not a big fan. But I, I have not seen the remake. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But... I don't mind, like I said, like, this is an okay movie. I did, the only reason I watched it was because I was, uh, my girlfriend at the time 
really like this movie, and she's like, I really want to see the movie, and I'm like, I hate fucking scary movies, but, you know, I got to see her naked, so I did it. Um, but Herman Munster's in this, so I was okay with that. Oh. So, Batman and Pet Cemetery is going up against 1990, which was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> Did you have a favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Honestly, my favorite part of that show was the cartoon pizza that they ate. It always looked so good. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, you ever had a pizza? <laughs> did you ever have a pizza that the fucking uh, cheese actually like was elastic like that? Not like that. I've had one that was similar, but I can't remember when or where. Might have dreamt it, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I really ever had a favorite Mutant Ninja Turtle, but at the same time, I don't think I've ever seen anything outside the animated TV series. So I'm not quite sure. Maybe, maybe Michelangelo? Which one had the, 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 uh, the staff? I thought that was Donatello, to be honest with you. But it I could be. Know. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, pairing up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Misery. Kathy Bates and Oscar for playing a super fan who, after saving a novelist after a car crash, becomes obsessive and violent. That was a harder question than I thought it was going to be. Because, like, Batman easily beats the Ninja Turtles, I think. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen Misery, but it sure as heck gets referenced in pop culture a lot more frequently than Pet Cemetery. So I assume it's a better movie. <sighs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my old favorite. I'm taking Pet Cemetery and Batman. Awesome. All right. Pet Cemetery and Batman is going up against 1991 Terminator. How many dudes in 1991 put on sunglasses and went to Halloween parties just so they could leave the room and say, "I'll be back." The answer. Too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, pairing up with Terminator is Silence of the Lamb. A young FBI agent seeks the help of Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant psychiatrist and incarcerated cannibal, to catch another madman. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm staying. I'm sticking with Batman and Pet Cemetery. Batman and Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I okay. think the the amount of effort that goes into a Batman costume is higher than a Terminator costume. And, right. s- and at least, at least for the time period, slightly less lame. Right, leather jacket and fucking sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I think the Batman takes more effort. So I agree. All right, 1992. Oh, Catwoman finally got her due. After all, a black skin tight suit fits the sexy Halloween costume idea pretty nicely. Catwoman is teaming up with 1992. Candyman, a graduate student researching the Candyman, a murderous urban legend with a hook for a hand, learns the legend may be real. I remember, I never saw that movie. Candyman? No, yeah, that movie. But I've I've never, uh, what I do remember is growing up, my cousin Brett, who I don't think you've ever met. No. Um, is my my mom's brother's son. Um, he knew about the Candyman somehow and told us a scary story involving him and we all freaked ourselves out that night. Really? Yeah, yeah. And like even even him telling the story was like, 
I don't know if I can go to sleep. <laughs> um, but I've never seen the movie, so eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, although Catwoman is is comparable to Batman, I think in terms of difficulty of costume. Oh yeah, I mean, you, get, you do gotta find like the right like because I mean it's mostly leather and shit, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I I guess you have to like find that fine line between like looking like Catwoman or dressing just like a fucking cat. Yeah, I mean, lots of people are just a sexy cat for Halloween. Yeah. So, all right, so you're sticking with Batman and and, uh, and uh, Pet Cemetery. Cool. All right, uh, we are on 1993. Now, this is going to be a hard one, Joe. I'll see how you can make this choice. Um, I'm sure you had a friend who painted themselves purple to go trick-or-treating one Halloween night. That purple dinosaur was inescapable. That's right, Barney was the most popular costume in 1993. Oh. Yep. And teaming up with Barney is when a stranger calls back. After a killer starts stalking a co-ed, a detective, and a crisis center counselor are on the case. I'm not even, I'm not even, it's, it's Batman and, and Batman <laughs> You sure you don't want to, you know, just, you know, kind of ponder the idea, you know, take a, you know, just, no, no, no. Nope. Okay. Gotcha. I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah, neither have I. It sounds like a 1950s, 1940s kind of like movie yeah. title. Yes, it does. Yeah. I don't. When a stranger calls back. Um, here, here, here might be, a, I, I don't know much about your childhood, but this one definitely could be challenging. 1994 Power Rangers. Uh, everyone had a favorite Power Ranger. Um, you know, whether it be the Yellow Ranger, the Green Ranger, the Black Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger. Power Rangers 1994 is teaming up with New Nightmare. Freddy Krueger returns in this installment of Wes Craven's long-running series. Hmm. I think. I think I will change. I'll change mm-hmm. over. And here's why. I actually was the Blue Ranger for Halloween that year. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it was that year. Was there a Blue Ranger? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Billy, if I remember correctly. Huh. Yep. He was a nerd. He had glasses. He was the only one with glasses. Gotcha. I like that. I had yeah. glasses. It was great. Worked out so, well. Cool. So Power Rangers and New Nightmare. Okay, they're going to take on 1995. Which is uh, Star Trek, and I believe that is, uh, I won't say that's the uh, Shatner song. Yeah, it's got to be the Shatner one. First generation, whatever the hell it is. Uh, if you could do the live long and prosper sign with your hands in the early 90s, you were pretty cool. And it would round out your Star Trek costume pretty nicely. So Star Trek is teaming up with Village of the Damned. Ten women in a small town. Give birth on the same day to children capable of reading minds. <laughs> Interesting trope. I'm stick. I'm staying. I'm New Nightmare and Power Rangers. Okay, 1996. We'll see Ghostface from Scream. Scream was one of the biggest movies when it came out in 1996, which probably made for a terrifying Halloween that year. I would not have wanted to see all those ghost face masks running around my neighborhood. 1996, ghost face is teaming up with, well, you guessed it, Scream. A mass killer strikes suburban high schoolers by using horror movies as part of a deadly game. I I am going to change over to that, I think. 
Yeah, you're going with the uh, the pairing. Yep. Yep. Okay. I like the fact that they're paired. I'm I, I dig that. Gotcha. So I also I, believe that I, I also had that costume. I think everyone had that. I I've had that costume. Nope. But nope. uh I my uh my mom, you know, she uh she went above and beyond. She got me the screen mask that uh that that blood runs down it. Yes, I had that one too. Right? He has a little heart oh. in the hand and everything. Mm-hmm. We squeeze it, like runs down. It was like the coolest fucking thing I've ever had. Up next to my, uh, I believe I was five years old, and I was uh, the uh, the Wolverine, the yellow costume Wolverine, or uh, the following year when I was RoboCop. So those were also my top two. But that Scream was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're going with Scream. Okay, so now we're in 1997. Um, you know, trying to make a comeback here. You got Batman and Robin. The coolest thing about about this is that um, you know it's a duo, Batman and Robin. So there you go. And this is the uh, George Clooney and whoever fucking Robin was. No, was that George Clooney? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Nipple Batman. Yes. Clearly, it is. Nipple Batman. Uh, they're teaming up with a 1997 movie Funny Games. Two sadistic white-gloved young men torture a family. They take hostage in their own vacation home. Interesting. I'm going to stick with Scream okay. and Ghostface. It's Chris O'Donnell, by the way, who played Robin. Is he in anything else I would know? I don't know. Probably yeah. not. I've okay. never... I had to, I had to Google it. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, okay, 1990. NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> Ooh, no. I've, I've seen, I've seen, uh, wait, I've seen NCIS Louisiana, whatever the fuck that one is. Nice. You can't remember what that is, but. Alright, 1998, we have South Park. South Park was huge in 1998, especially if you were a preteen or teenage boy. Plus, those costumes were pretty easy to pull off and warm, since they were all coats and mittens and hats. 1998, South Park teams up with 1998 Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Michael Myers strikes again, this time in Northern California. I'm sticking with it. Sticking with Scream? Yep. Okay. That parent is hard to beat. It's, it's going to be hard. You know, it's it's gotta find that right fucking blend, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, nineteen ninety nine. You got the Matrix. The Matrix is an instant phenomenon when it came out in nineteen ninety nine, and the pinnacle of cool was wearing a black jacket and those teeny tiny glasses. In fact, it's still cool. Sounds like Terminator to me. It is. Uh, it, it's never been cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Shaft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's because Samuel Jackson. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, Matrix uh, costumes teaming up with the movie Audition. In this Japanese thriller, a widower enters into a relationship with a woman with a penchant for violence and a harrowing history. Interesting. Yeah. I I've never heard of this movie. I just I, mean, I feel like I can't I can't pick it if I've never heard of the movie. Right. I I I can only assume like it's, when they say Japanese thriller, they mean like Ringu that turned into Ring, right? And the Grudge and shit. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm staying with with Ghostface and no problem. No, I was rolling to uh uh 2K 2000s here. Okay. 
Uh, 2000s, uh, most popular costume was Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I don't think we give Austin Powers the credit it deserves. Well, fucking Goldmember is the reason for that. It was so popular when 2000 rolled around, and you know what? It's still funny. Sorry, not sorry. Don't be sorry. Gold, gold fucking member sucked. Um, Austin Powers 2000 is teaming up with What Lies Beneath. A woman hears mysterious voices and sees an apparition in the home she shared with her ex-husband. Uh, I believe I've seen this one. This is one where the husband fucking killed the wife, right? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've heard of it at least. Yeah, I, I remember a scene like where like, uh, like she's on top of him and like, she, like the, his current wife is like, um, I think she hears us and then the husband says who? And then when she kind of like goes through his shadow and gets close to his face, she says, your wife, and it's like, like his ex-wife and his like face and shit. And like, it, if you ever seen a scary movie, it was, uh, it was, uh, parodied in that. Mmm, gotcha. But, uh, I think Cindy turned into, uh, one of the Wayne's brothers. Hmm? Weird. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Scary movie with... two. It was in scary movie two. But yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. Yeah, there it is. Claire's face briefly changes to that of Madison. Shocking, Norman. He throws Claire off of him. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia. <laughs> <sighs> um, no, I'm sticking. I'm sticking. I'm staying. No, good, good, good call, bro. It's fucking awesome powers. All right, 2001, the Spartan cheerleaders. If you remember Will Ferrell's SNL skit. Nice. Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry's Spartan cheerleader characters were some of the most popular to ever come out of Saturday Night Live, probably because they were hilarious. I do apologize for the slight whistle I had in that very moment. Uh, the cheerleaders, god damn it, the cheerleaders uh, are teaming up with Donnie Darko. After surviving a bizarre accident, a troubled teenager is haunted by a man in a demonic-looking rabbit suit. Is this real or just in Donnie's head? I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it. I've never been told that. to watch it a lot. I haven't. Is that Johnny Depp? Uh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Might be. Could be. Well, I gotta move my iPad and enter. Lame. <laughs> uh, I'm, st- I'm staying with, uh. Ghostface? Yeah. Sean right. McKittrick. No, wait, that's the producer. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, 2002 Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the early 2000s, was a game changer in that and made almost every dress up, everyone dress up as Spider-Man for Halloween that year. 2002 Spider-Man teams up with 2002 The Ring. A reporter investigates a videotape that leads to the viewer's death while her own life is on the line. Alright, we're changing. Spider-Man and Ring? Yep. Yep. Okay. 2000. Ring was good. I liked that one. Ring was pretty good. I mean, I, I think The Ring was one of those movies that didn't need a sequel. Yeah, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2003, Pirates, preferably uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is teaming up with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In this remake of the 1974 original, Leatherface, a power tool wielding killer, and his family from the backwoods hunt five friends driving through the Lone Star State. Nice. I'm going to stick where I'm at. I do like I do like the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. So so Ring and Spider Man? 
Yep. Okay, so 2004, we see SpongeBob SquarePants. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob was a TV, was on TV for several years before it became the most popular Halloween costume in 2004. Along with SpongeBob, uh, equally terrifying Saw, a serial killer named Jigsaw, puts imprisoned victims through grisly challenges that are part of his Perverse Puzzles. This is probably the only series of horror movies I actually enjoy watching. Nice. You know, the problem is now is we've switched from the beginning where I think the costume sucks, but the movie is good. (laughs) It's got to be an era thing, right? 1999. The 90s were better when it came to costumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the 90s aesthetic is so good. Mm -hmm. You know. There's nostalgia uh, there, man. Right? But even then, like in the nineties, like half those movies, like what the fuck are they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really alive then, but mm-hmm. I mean, I was, but you know what I mean. I get it. My brain wasn't on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm sticking with Spider Man and uh, the Ring. Okay. Uh, 2005, we see Star Wars. Now, some people are we're not huge fans of Star Wars prequels, but enough people wanted to dress in robes and pajamas that year. That it is still the most popular franchise from which to choose your Halloween costume. So Star Wars in 05 as a costume teams up with The Descent. Explorers in a caving expedition, caving expedition are suddenly trapped and subject to the whims of a bread of, oh god, they misspelled, a breed of deadly predators of bread. Let's get that. What the <laughs> fuck? Come on, MSN. Uh. So, Descents and Star Wars or uh, Spider-Man and Ring? I gotta stay with Spider-Man and the Ring because of that spelling error. Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Also because I've never seen The Descent. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, 2006. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the movie first. <laughs> 2006 movie, host and Korean director Bong Joon-ho's Third film, a ravenous creature emerges from the sea and attacks local residents. That's it. I don't know why I made that sound like there was more. Hmm? The host will be teaming up with the best, most popular costume in 2006, which was Barack Obama. The one is a little suspect since Barack Obama didn't get elected until 2008, but maybe he really was that popular back in 06. He was, uh, in 2005 when he was elected, uh, he was the f- second, uh, or not the second, the fifth, excuse me, the fifth black senator ever. Well, there you go. Do you want Obama and the movie The Host from Korea, or uh, you want to stick with Spider-Man and the Ring? I'm going to stick with Spider-Man and the Ring. Who wants to go as a politician for Halloween? Right. Lame. Lame. Right. hmm I mean, Yeah. Except, uh, unless it was Lincoln. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like a twist to it, right? Like, if you're a Lincoln oh, vampire God. hunter, God by damn. all means. God, such... I need to watch that movie. It no. is a ho- You know, I'm off for a couple of days. I'm going to fucking watch some of these fucking Halloween-themed movies I got. I can't. Okay. Uh, wait, 2007? Yes. Okay, this one should be pretty easy for you. This, this, I guarantee you this one comes down to the... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to make you choose, okay? All right. All right, so I'm going to go movie first on this one again. 
2007 uh, Paranormal Activities, which I believe we watched this together. I think so. It was like a big group of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple was threatened by a disturbing nightly presence they tried to catch on tape. I believe we all saw this. Like, I think Derek was there. Obviously, Sherry was there. I think uh, our cousin Corinne was there. Um, I think it was stupid because it was like an alternate ending to it. Oh, dang. Uh, pairing with the 2007 Paranormal Activity is uh, Spider-Man. The thing about Spider-Man is that he is in a lot of movies. Uh, so this, I'm going to make you choose between Spider-Man from episode, from the first movie and the ring or Spider-Man from the third movie and, uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Spider-Man from the first movie was so cool. And in the third movie, he was so lame. <laughs> ah, but the costume's the same. It looks a little bit different than the uh, picture. Maybe they got a different uh, movie as a picture. I think it is a little bit cooler of a costume because they it, had more money. It looks like a darker red. Yeah. Oh, but Paranormal Activity... I think Paranormal Activity might be a better movie than The Ring. That was a good movie. It, it fucking freaked me out until they fucking showed an alternate fucking ending. I'm like, you sons of bitches. Right? I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna change. You gonna go Spider-Man and uh, Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Okay. It's like, I mean, even even if the movie was lame, the costume was pretty cool. Yeah. You could go as Spider-Man, like regular Spider-Man, or you could be like Spider-Man, but he's Venom. Mm-hmm. You could just dress as an emo or a scene yeah. kid. Carnage. Fine. Katie Lang. <laughs> All right. Uh, 2008, we got the Joker. Uh, obviously looking at Heath Ledger's uh, character in the 2008 movie The Dark Knight. Or, wait, not or, but along with the Dark Knight movie, uh, the Joker, I guess, uh, let the right one in. Two kids become close friends, then one reveals something sinister, a dizzying connection to several murders. I'm going to change because I like the Joker. I love, I love Heath Ledger's Joker. Right, what about the movie? I don't know what the movie. I've never heard of it. But. You, mo- you motherfucker. Yeah. Keep in mind, Joe, this game is based on the joint pairing. I, I am keeping that in mind. Okay. I think yeah. the Joker is such a strong outfit and costume that right. it makes up for the movie being bad. Don't worry. I, I guarantee you're going to change on 2009. Me too. Twilight Vampires. No. Teaming up with orphans, scarred by the recent death of their child. A couple takes in an orphan whose angelic exterior conceals something less angelic. Vampires and orphans, Joe, or, uh, you know, Joker and a movie you've never seen before. Joker and a movie I've never even heard of. Fun fact, that movie you never heard before apparently is available on uh, YouTube. So. Alright, let's dive in 2010s. Almost, almost through this show. Alright, so you got, uh, you got Joker and, um, Let the Right Ones In. Going up against 2010s Lady Gaga. Nice. And Insidious. After a haunted being possesses a comatose child, its parents try to save him his parents try to save him from descending into the further. The, the further? It says the further, yeah. That's the name of oh, something. The further. Gotcha. Interesting. I've never heard of that. 
I'm going to, I'm going to change because there's, there's so many different ways you could dress as Lady Gaga for Halloween. All right. Didn't she have like a dress made of bacon? Yeah. Meat. Uh. <laughs> All right. So Gaga and Insidious is yeah. going against 2011, which is Jersey Shore. No. I guess, I guess you could pick which anyone you want. And the thing researchers in the Arctic flee from an eons old Insidious organism that takes the shape of its victims. Just a remake, huh? Seems I'm like gonna it. stick. I'm gonna stay. Lady Gaga and uh, Insidious. Okay. Gaga and Insidious going up against 2012's The Avengers, one of the best group costumes of all time. The Avengers hits its peak popularity in 2012. Some people went all out with Iron Man suit and Captain America shield and everything. So I guess really you could choose uh, the mausoleum some, or if you want to pick and choose the best character to kind of uh, go ahead and group up with the 2012 movie Cabin in the Woods. Five friends get more than they sign up for while staying in a remote vacation rental. Yes. All right, I'm changing. Uh, although I will say it's a the, the Avengers one is a weakness because the trick to that one is you have to have friends. Mm, you don't have friends, you can't have a group costume. Well, I mean, you could always be one of those weirdos that, like, put, like, four mannequins on, like, sticks. <laughs> That's true, and, like, dance with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Cabin in the Woods, a movie I've never seen, is one of the best movies of all time, from what I've been told, especially mm-hmm. horror movies. And uh, there's an argument to be made that it takes place in the same universe as Toy Story. We can get into that some other time because I can't remember what the argument is. Yeah, make that note, Joe. We'll uh, we'll we'll, we'll round it back. We need shit to do in uh, season five. So yeah. All right, so uh, you're going with Cabin in the Woods and the Avengers. I am. Okay, well that's going up against 2013 Twerking Teddy. No. You don't know what that is? I can explain it to you. I don't know what that is. Oh, perfect. Um, Miley Cyrus twerked up against a stuffed animal. Gotcha. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, it was a big moment when Miles Cyrus performed at the VMAs in 2013. Plenty of people rushed to Spirit Halloween that year to get themselves into a twerking Teddy costume. Wow. 2013 twerking Teddy is teaming up with The Conjuring. Two paranormal investigators help a family living in a farmhouse of a, with a macabre history. I'm staying. I'm sticking with, uh, the Avengers and Cabin in the Woods. All right. 2014, we had Frozen. Let it snow. Let it. Wait, is that really how? Let it go. Let it go. I thought it was let it snow. Wait, let it go. Okay, no, it is let yeah, it go. Yeah, let it go. What the fuck? Let it go. Let it go. Once Frozen hit our eyes and our ears, I wasn't sure if I'd ever go away. All right. So Frozen, I guess you can pick Elsa if you want or the other one. Um, Teaming up with. The Babadook, a title creature, emerges from a child's book and into the home of a mother and child. So, Frozen and Babadook, or uh, Avengers and, uh, what the hell is that team? Uh, Kevin Woods. Yeah, Kevin in the Woods. I hate that I have to stick with Avengers and Kevin in the Woods because it is objectively better. <laughs> huh? But The Babadook is my all-time favorite horror movie. You've actually yeah. seen that? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the one that got me back into horror. I didn't like horror movies for a long time. I gotta be honest, Joe. Um, I'm surprised fucking Bone Tomahawk's not on here. I know, right? 
Right. All right, 2015. Oh, God. Do a movie first. 2015, The Witch. The youngest son in a 1630s New England family disappears. Some suspect his sister, some suspect his sister of witchcraft. 2015 Witch is teaming up with apparently the most popular costume in 2015. Oh, God. Caitlyn Jenner. Ah. Caitlyn Jenner came out as a trans in 2015 and was featured on the cover of Vanity Fair and a white leotard that apparently quickly became the most popular costume that year on Halloween. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to the Avengers and Kevin. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. You sure you don't want, uh, Caitlyn Jenner and the witch? I'm positive because I feel like there's no, I don't know. It just, you can't win. You can't fucking no, win. There's no way. No. And keep in mind, people, these are off an, a website. I didn't create this. So, don't fucking come at me. Uh, 2016, uh, movie Hush. A mass killer stalks a deaf writer living in solitude. Alright. Okay. 2016 costume, Donald Trump. Halloween 2016 took place mere days before the election. I wonder if people who dressed up as Donald Trump that year actually thought he would win. So, Trump and Hush or uh, Avengers and Kevin in the Woods. I'm I'm sticking with Avengers and Kevin in the Woods, but I got to say same same thing. Why would you dress as just a public figure? It does not right. make sense to me. Like Lady Gaga makes sense because like Lady Gaga is it's, it's art. Almost, it's it's like yeah. a, it's because it's, it's a musician and shit, you know? It's Right. Yeah, I mean it's like I said, and it's like you put, it's like you said perfectly unless there's some kind of like ex, like alternate Twist, character yeah. like yeah. Like like if you go as Michael Myers, but you're wearing a Trump mask instead of a a Shatner mask, that's right. that's something. Like that's at least interesting. But ugh. oh my god, you know it'd be a good one. Ooh, yeah. What Michael Myers dressed up as Austin Powers? Yes, because that would be Michael amazing. Myers. Fuck it. Go on out. Okay, if anyone out there fucking merges a fucking Austin Powers Michael Myers fucking costume together. I'll, I'll see if I send you something, but I need a picture of it. And I need it posted on our Facebook page um, by Halloween. Yep, and we, uh, you got to do it Reddit styles with a, a timestamp. Yeah, yeah, this shit's got to be legit. I don't know if this has been done before. I'm not googling it to look because I want to be surprised the moment somebody comes up with this idea. I fucking want it. I'll send you a fucking gift. Maybe I'll get a whole ball wash and they can send me something to send out to you. I'll get you some ball wash merch, whatever. Make me an Austin Powers, Michael Myers fucking man, uh, costume. Uh, what did we leave all that? Oh yeah, 2016. Um, you stuck with the Avengers and Captain in the Woods. Okay. I did. Uh, 2017. Hocus Pocus Ooh. is the most popular costume in 2017 due to the rumors of the, uh, sequel. Which I believe is no longer a rumor, it's actually happening. Yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus is teaming up with the movie Get Out. A young black man visits his white girlfriend's family shortly after arriving. He uncovers the sinister reason behind his invitation. Nice. I'm switching. Hocus Pocus is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, liberal racism is insidious. So, Have you seen uh, Get Out? I haven't, but 
I would like to. I was going to ask you if, uh, what the uh, what was the reason he was actually invited, but oh, he was uh, he was dating the daughter of the people. Like, is the only reason he was invited for them to kill him or something? Because I remember like the the like the clips. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Where so, he was like paralyzed in a chair or something like that. But yeah, so their family did a thing where they would like they would find younger, fitter black people and they would like put the brains of older white people into the bodies of the younger black people so that they could be like fit and stuff. Was the, was the daughter in on this? Yep. No shit. How does the movie end? Uh, does he get away? He does get away. His, his friend who works for, I think the TSA comes and rescues him. God, perfect. Okay. Yeah. As long as he gets away. That's just too fucking weird. Okay, right. I, I really uh, want to see. It. <laughs> so you're uh, you're going with uh, Get Out and uh, Hocus Pocus. Yep. All right, 2018 Fortnite. Oh, uh, game I still don't quite understand. I don't either. So 2018 Fortnite uh, teams up with 2018's Hereditary. Shortly after the death of its matriarch, the Graham family must grapple with the unfortunate discovery that their ancestry. About their ancestry. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay where I'm at. I don't okay. I don't know okay. how you do a Fortnite costume. That seems. I got you. All right. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and do a uh, same costume, different movie because 2019 Fortnite was also a popular <sighs> uh, costume for uh, two years in a row. I thought maybe so it was for- gonna be PUBG. <laughs> Fortnite teams up with the movie Us. During a family's beach vacation, they're terrorized by their own doubles from director Jordan Peele's Get Out. I did see Us. It was fine. But I'm going to stay with Get Out and uh, whatever the costume is, because I can't remember now. Cool. So the official uh, the official decision is what, Joe? What did you end up with? Uh, get out and whatever the costume is, because I can't remember. Focus, 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 focus. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the official, so the official uh, costume and movie selection of our choice is uh, Hocus Pocus and uh, Get Out. So, um, what the hell? If you get if you get two other people with you, you guys dress up as the uh, witches from Hocus Pocus, and you pop on Get Out, take a picture of it, send it to us. I'll see if I can get you a prize sent to you. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's start giving this shit away. Fuck it. I like it. Do it. Do it. Right. Get yourself right. a mug so or a t-shirt or something. I don't know. Right. Two fucking challenges out there right now. You send me a fucking awesome powers Michael Myers costume. You send me Hocus Pocus. Three Hocus Pocus witches watching fucking Get Out. Send them to me and I will uh, see what I can do about uh, sending you some fucking merch or gifts or some shit. I'm sure I can find you something. Nice. Always. <clears throat> Alright, Joe. Uh, we are, uh, we are at that time where, uh, we're going to, uh, read our final, uh, freaky tale. So, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wait to and save all the plugage and shit like that for the end. So, I'm turning the, uh, the show over to you. Fantastic. This one is simply titled A Ghost Story by Mark Twain. I took a large room, far up Broadway in a huge old building whose upper stories had been wholly unoccupied for years, until I came. 
The place had long been given up to dust and cobwebs, to solitude and silence. I seemed groping among the tombs and invading the privacy of the dead. That first night I climbed up to my quarters. For the first time in my life, a superstitious dread came over me. And as I turned a dark angle of the stairway, and an invisible cobweb swung its lazy woof in my face and clung there, I shuddered as one who had encountered a phantom. I was glad enough when I reached my room and locked out the mold in the darkness. A cheery fire was burning in the grate, and I sat down before it with a comforting sense of relief. For two hours I sat there, thinking of bygone times, recalling old scenes and summoning half-forgotten faces out of the mists of the past, listening in fancy to voices that long ago grew silent for all time and to once familiar songs that nobody sings now. And as my reverie softened down to a sadder and sadder pathos, the shrieking of the winds outside softened to a wail. The angry beating of the rain against the panes diminished to a tranquil patter. And one by one, the noises in the streets subsided, until the hurrying footsteps of the last belated straggler died away in the distance and left no sound behind. The fire had burned low. A sense of loneliness crept over me. I arose and undressed, moving on tiptoe about the room, doing stealthily what I had to do, as if I were environed by sleeping enemies whose slumbers it would be fatal to break. I covered up in bed and lay listening to the rain and wind and the faint creaking of distant shutters, till they lulled me to sleep. I slept profoundly, but how long I do not know. All at once I found myself awake and filled with a shuddering expectancy. All was still, all but my own heart I could hear it beat. Presently the bedclothes began to slip away toward the foot of the bed, as if someone were pulling them. I could not stir. I could not speak. Still the blankets slipped deliberately away till my breast was uncovered. Then, with a great effort, I seized them and drew them over my head. I waited, listened, waited. Once more that steady pull began, and once more I lay torpid, a century of dragging seconds till my breast was naked again. At last I roused my energies, and snatched the covers back to their place, and held them with a strong grip. I waited. By and by I felt a faint tug, and took a fresh grip. The tug strengthened to a steady strain. It grew stronger and stronger. My hold parted and for the third time the blankets slid away, I groaned. An answering groan came from the foot of the bed. Beaded drops of sweat stood on my forehead. I was more dead than alive. Presently I heard a heavy footstep in my room, the step of an elephant, it seemed to me. It was not like anything human, but it was moving from me. There was relief in that. I heard it approach the door, pass out without moving bolt or lock, and wander away among the dismal corridors, straining the floors and joists till they creaked again as it passed, and then silence reigned once more. When my excitement had calmed, 
I said to myself, this is a dream, simply a hideous dream. And so I lay thinking it over until I convinced myself that it was a dream, and then a comforting laugh relaxed my lips, and I was happy again. I got up and struck a light, and then I found that the locks and bolts were just as I had left them. Another soothing laugh welled in my heart and rippled from my lips. I took my pipe and lit it, and was just sitting down before the fire when, down went the pipe out of my nerveless fingers. The blood forsook my cheeks, and my placid breathing was cut short with a gasp. In the ashes of the hearth, side by side with my own bare footprint, was another so vast that in comparison mine was but an infant's. Then I had had a visitor, and the elephant tread was explained. I put out the light and returned to bed, palsied with fear. I lay a long time, peering into the darkness and listening. Then I heard a grating noise overhead, like the dragging of a heavy body across the floor, then the throwing down of the body and the shaking of my windows in response to the concussion. In distant parts of the building, I heard the muffled slamming of doors. I heard at intervals... Stealthy footsteps creeping in and out among the corridors and up and down the stairs, sometimes these noises approached my door, hesitated, and went away again. I heard the clanking of chains faintly in remote passages and listened while the clanking grew nearer while it wearily climbed the stairways, marking each move by the loose surplus of chain that fell with an accented rattle upon each succeeding step as the goblin that bore it advanced. I heard muttered sentences, half-uttered screams that seemed smothered violently, and the swish of invisible garments, the rush of invisible wings. Then I became conscious that my chamber was invaded, that I was not alone. I heard sides and breathings around my bed and mysterious whisperings. Three little spheres of soft, phosphorescent light appeared on the ceiling directly over my head, clung and glowed there a moment, and then dropped. Two of them upon my face and one upon the pillow. They spattered liquidly and felt warm. Intuition told me that they had turned to gouts of blood as they fell. I needed no light to satisfy myself of that. Then I saw pallid faces, dimly luminous, white uplifted hands floating bodiless in the air, floating a moment, and then disappearing. The whispering ceased, and the voices and the sounds and the solemn stillness followed. I waited listened. I felt that I must have light or die. I was weak with fear. I slowly raised myself toward a sitting posture, and my face came in direct contact with a clammy hand. All strength went from me, apparently, and I fell back like a stricken invalid. Then I heard the rustle of a garment, seemed to pass to the door and go out. When everything was still once more, I crept out of bed, sick and feeble, and lit the gas with a hand that trembled as if it were aged with a hundred years. The light brought some little cheer to my spirits. I sat down and fell into a dreamy contemplation of that great footprint in the ashes. 
By and by, its outlines began to waver and grow dim. I glanced up, and the broad glass flame was slowly wilting away. In that same moment, I heard that elephantine tread again. I noted its approach, nearer and nearer along the musty halls, and dimmer and dimmer the light waned. The tread reached my very door, paused. The light had dwindled to a sickly blue and all things about me lay in a spectral twilight. The door did not open, and yet I felt a faint gust of air fan my cheek, and presently was conscious of a huge, cloudy presence before me. I watched it with fascinated eyes. A pale glow stole over the thing. Gradually its cloudy folds took shape, an arm appeared, then legs, then a body, and last a great sad face looked out of the vapor. Stripped of its filmy housings, naked, muscular, and comely, the majestic Cardiff giant loomed above me. All my misery vanished, for a child might know that no harm could come with that benign countenance. My cheerful spirits returned at once, and in sympathy with them the glass the gas flamed up brightly again. Never a lonely outcast was so glad to welcome company as I was to greet the friendly giant. I said, Wait, is it nobody but you? Do you know I have been scared to death for the last two or three hours? I'm most honestly glad to see you. I wish I had a chair here. Here, don't try to sit down in that thing. But it was too late. He was in it before I could stop him, and down he went. I never saw a chair shivered so in my life. Stop! Stop! You'll ruin ev- Too late again. There was another crash, and another chair was resolved into its original elements. Confound it! Haven't you got any judgment at all? Do you want to ruin all the furniture in the place? Here! Here, you petrified fool! But it was no use. Before I could arrest him, he had sat down on the bed, and it was a melancholy ruin. Now, what sort of a way is that to do? First you come lumbering about the place, bringing a legion of vagabond goblins along with you to worry me to death, and then when I overlook an indelicacy of costume which would not be tolerated anywhere by cultivated people except in a respectable theater, and not even there if the nudity were of your sex, you repay me by wrecking all the furniture you can find to sit down on. And why will you? You damage yourself as much as you do me. You've broken off the end of your spinal column and littered up the floor with chips of your hams till the place looks like a marble yard. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're big enough to know better. Well, I will not break any more furniture, but what am I to do? I have not had the chance to sit down for a century. And the tears came into his eyes. Poor devil, I said. I should not have been so harsh with you. And you are an orphan, too, no doubt. But sit down on the floor here. Nothing else can stand your weight. And besides, we cannot be sociable with you away up there above me. I want you down where I can perch on this high counting house stool and gossip with you face to face. So he sat down on the floor and lit a pipe which I gave him, threw one of my red blankets over his shoulders, inverted my sits bath on his head, helmet fashion and made himself picturesque and comfortable. Then he crossed his ankles while I renewed the fire and exposed the flat, 
honeycombed bottoms of his prodigious feet to the grateful warmth. What is the matter with the bottom of your feet and the back of your legs that they are gouged up, gouged up so? Infernal chillblends. I caught them clear up to the back of my head, roosting out there under Newell's farm. But I love the place. I love it as one loves his old home. There is no peace for me like that peace I feel when I am there. We talked along for half an hour, and then I noticed that he looked tired, and spoke of it. Tired? he said. Well, I should think so. And now I will tell you all about it, since you have treated me so well. I am the spirit of the petrified man that lies across the street there in the museum. I am the ghost of the Cardiff giant. I can have no rest, no peace, till they have given that poor body burial again. Now what was the most natural thing for me to do to make men satisfy this wish? Terrify them into it! Haunt the place where the body lay. So I haunted the museum night after night. I even got other spirits to help me, but it did no good. For nobody ever came to the museum at midnight. Then it occurred to me to come over the way and haunt this place a little. I felt that if I ever got a hearing I might succeed, for I had the most efficient company that perdition could furnish. Night after night we have shivered around these mildewed halls, dragging chains, groaning, whispering, tramping up and down stairs, till, to tell you the truth, I am almost worn out. But when I saw a light in your room tonight, I roused my energies again, and, <clears throat> and went at it with a deal of the old freshness. But I am tired out, entirely worn out. Give me, I beseech you, give me some hope. I lit off my perch in a burst of excitement and exclaimed, This transcends everything, everything that ever did occur. Why, you poor blundering old fossil, you have had all your trouble for nothing. You have been haunting a plaster cast of yourself. The real Cardiff giant is an Albany. Confound it, don't you know your own remains? I never saw such an eloquent look of shame, of pitiable humiliation overspread a countenance before. The petrified man rose slowly to his feet and said, Honestly, is that true? As true as I am sitting here. He took the pipe from his mouth and laid it on the mantel, then stood irresolute for a moment, unconsciously from old habit thrusting his hands where his pantaloon pockets should have been, and meditatively dropping his chin on his breast, and finally said, well, I never felt so absurd before. The petrified man has sold everybody else, and now the mean fraud has ended by selling its own ghost. My son, if there's any charity left in your heart for a poor, friendless phantom like me, don't let this get out. Think how you would feel if you had made such an ass of yourself. I heard his stately tramp die away, step by step down the stairs, and out into the deserted street, and felt sorry that he was gone, poor fellow. And sorry you're still that he had carried off my red blanket and my bathtub. The end. Good, good story. Good, uh, good reading. Good way to, uh, to end the series, man. Mm. I didn't expect it to turn humorous at the end, but I should have, I suppose. There's always, there's, it's always nice to have that kind of like a little twist to it. A little something different than what we're, uh, than what we normally like kind of expect and when it comes to like ghost stories and scary stories and stuff like that. Mm. And you know, I mean, there were some scary parts. I was, I was feeling nervous when he was trying to sleep and the ghosts were coming at him and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
I enjoyed that. That was good. Mark Twain is a good writer. I got to say, never, never read one of his short stories with this before. So, no, I mean, honestly, I think outside of like Tom Sawyer, I don't think I really got much into, uh, Mark Twain. I think there was a book or something he wrote called like Mark Twain. What kind of name is that? Because Mark Twain is just a pen pal name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Samuel Clemens. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, there was some book that he wrote. I think it was like Mark Twain. What kind of name is that? It was like some weird, uh, school, like, uh, book club thing. I can't fucking remember. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. Um, but no, good story. Um, we, I don't think we've ever had a Mark Twain, uh, story read. Mostly we kind of stick that guy on Poe. So it was nice. It was nice to get, uh, get, uh, old, uh, Marky Mark in there. So good mm-hmm. job. Uh, what do you freaking think about, Joe? Um, honestly, nothing this week. Yeah. I really haven't had time to think about anything. Okay. What about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Um, well, I got a couple of days off work, you know, just because of my weird work schedule. So, uh, I'm going to start working on, uh, kind of, um, updating my kitchen. I've been wanting to do that for some time. So, uh, I finally got my cabinet part done for the house. Uh, I still gotta put up the hutch part on the wall, but before I do that, I gotta tear off this gross tile that's on the wall. So, I'm gonna be doing that for the next couple of days. Hopefully we can make the, uh, kitchen a little more, uh, pleasing to the eye, a little more updated and nice looking, so it's not like stuck in the 70s, like in the year the house was built. So, I'm gonna focus on that and, uh, probably try to get some things squared away for, uh, next week's show. Very nice. I thought of something, by the way, finally. For next week's show? No, for uh, for what I'm freaking... Oh, yeah, what are you freaking thinking about? It's uh, Rob, uh, Rob Bass from Geekcast Lives getting married this week. Really? Yeah, his wedding is the, is on Halloween. It's this Saturday. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. There we go. Well, congrats to Robbie. Mm. Congrats, congrats, Robbie, Robbie Bass. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Good for him. He's uh he was he was the last of the four of you, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. I'm so, still waiting. I'm still waiting for that uh, all wives episode of uh, Geekcast Live. <laughs> well, now we'll, we'll now we'll be able to do it. So there you go. Perfect. Hey Joe. Yeah. Uh, as we say goodbye to Freak Joe uh, this year until next October, we'll bring back Cartoon Joe here next week. As we celebrate the five-year anniversary of uh, this freaking show. But until he comes back, I'm sure our listeners sure do miss Cartoon Joe. So um, if they need him, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find him over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, and other places. <laughs> I did that completely out of order. That was weird. Uh, by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. Guys, remember, you got until um, November 1st to uh, grab your This Freaky Show merchandise. It's available at tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search TFS, that's TFS for This Freaky Show. Uh, grab your merchandise for November 1st um, and uh, enjoy it because every sale that we make does help out the podcast. Thank you again to BallWash.com and Audible for being sponsors. Make sure you check out BallWash.com. Use the promo code FREAKNET at checkout to save 15% on your entire order. And also uh, go to Audible 
freaknuttrial.com slash freaknut today gets you a 30-day free trial that's correct to your first book purchase. And you, too, can have books read to you like the Freak Joe did all month long. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. I know the social media has kind of been lagging lately for us, um, but that's all going to change next season. Um, we're going to try to figure out new content we could release across all three platforms to make it more entertaining and enjoyable for you guys, as uh, I'm sure you want more uh, Cartoon Joe and Travesty in your lives on hopefully a daily basis, if not at least, you know, a weekly basis. Uh, you can find our show every single week here uh, on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and Amazon Music, uh, we are trying to get onto Pandora, but there's some kind of weird thing to where, like, it's not working for me at the moment, but we will be on Pandora shortly. So, for those of you who still use Pandora instead of Spotify, which I don't know why, not the guess Pandora, though, if we do get on there, just saying. But, um, yeah, go into your Alexa and just say, Alexa, play this freaking show. I'll play the most recent episode of this freaking show for you. Um... Freak Joe, that's all I got, man. Nice. Guys, as always, I am Travis Dean. I'm the Freak Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.